0: Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody! man one of my favorite favorite sundays of the year christmas sunday at lifegate we got so much fun stuff pictures with santa after service come on how many excited about that and then you know it's a lifegate family christmas when you got a very white version of kanye right i mean i'm just telling you and didn't these guys do an awesome job so excited about that and Christmas just a couple of days away in fact let's just do a little survey help me out here this morning raising your hand how many of you already have at least some gifts wrapped and put under the tree come on some of you raise your hands out there uh, some of y'all doing pretty good on that we actually have actually most of our gifts already wrapped and put under the tree in fact thanks to my awesome daughter Addie last night, she just pulled a bunch of gifts in there and wrapped them all, even wrapped some of her own presents. I mean, that's just how we roll at our house. And we've actually had several presents under the tree for quite a a bit of time now. In fact, uh, a few days ago, Amber's aunt was over at our house for a little bit and she sat down on the couch and she noticed that we already had gifts under the tree. And so she pointed it out and she said, man, I'm surprised you already have gifts under there. And then my son, Easton, who's almost four years old, He said, yes, I have gifts. And so he went under there and he grabbed his presents and he shook one like this. And he says, this one's Wegos." And then he shook the other one and said, this is also Weggos. And then he pulled out the third gift and he shook it. And he says, this one's shoes. And my Aunt Donna, she said, well, is he a good guesser? And I just smiled and said, yeah, pretty good guesser. And probably for Ethan, he's not going to have too many surprises on Christmas morning. And how many know sometimes that's the best gifts is the ones that you know are coming, the ones that don't catch you by surprise. But how many know sometimes in life, things kind of catch you off guard? How many know what I'm talking about? I mean, things happen that are not part of the plan, maybe not what we were expecting, maybe not the way we kind of thought things were going to happen, and that's kind of what what we've been talking about over this last couple of weeks as we've done this series called Unexpected. We've talked about this idea that sometimes things catch us off guard. Sometimes the unexpected happens in our lives, and when it does, man, it can really throw us back and it can really be difficult at times. But here's what we've learned in this series is that sometimes things catch us by surprise. But how many are glad this morning that nothing ever catches God by surprise, right? Like sometimes things happen in our lives. Lives that are not part of our plan but everything that happens in life is a part of God's plan for our lives and even when it's unexpected we can trust his plan so everybody say trust his plan Trust His plan and that's what we've been learning how to do in this series and what we've kind of done is just taken the Christmas story and just kind of looking at a few of the people in the story and the times when things kind of caught them by surprise. The first week we talked about Mary and Joseph. We talked about the unexpected expectations that maybe they had some expectations of what their life was going to be like that they were going to get married and they were going to have a family and live in a nice little Jewish cul-de-sac or whatever it was they had. Had in their mind of what life was going to be like but one day an angel showed up and man it was it was the unexpected in their life and then last week we talked about the man who was the keeper of the inn and how possibly he had his night planned out but all of a sudden the knocking at the door changed everything for him when he had an unexpected interruption in his life and sometimes man God kind of just knocks at the door and interrupts our own plans now now uh, today here's what I want to do is I want to wrap this whole thing up for you today by talking about unexpected invitations. So everybody say invitations invitations. Now let me ask you, how many of you ever had uh, an invitation that maybe wasn't something that you expected, but it was too good to pass up? Anybody ever before? And I was thinking about this this past week as I was preparing for the message. I remember it was probably about two years ago or so now that it was just a normal day. And I came to the office just like I normally would do. And you know, a lot of times first, one of the first things I do in the morning is just open up my email to just see kind of what I got going for the day and whose email me and I opened up my email and on that day there was a message from a guy that I knew and as I began to read the message, man, it was something I was not expecting at all. It was an invitation from this guy to come and play in a golf tournament. Now, how many know you had me at golf tournament? You know what I'm saying? And so first of all, I'm like, yeah, I'll play in a golf tournament. And as I read a little bit deeper into the message, it was an invitation not to just go play at this golf tournament. Golf tournament on this really nice golf course, but actually to sit in the same cart with and be a partner with a guy who was the pastor of the second largest church in all of America. How many know that was unexpected? <laughs> that was an invitation that I was like, yes, I will make sure that I make that invitation. And how many know sometimes we have those kind of invitations in life that it's just like, hey, that was unexpected. But that was something that I can't pass up. And that's what I think is happening in this story that I want us to look at today. It's found in the book of Luke chapter 2 and verse number 8. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and turn there with me today. Or you can also turn with me in your LifeGate app today. And we're going to see an unexpected invitation. Check this out in Luke chapter 2 and verse number 8. It says, and there were shepherds who were living out in the fields nearby. They were keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. (laughs) You think? Can you imagine? Here you are in the middle of a field and suddenly an angel just appears to you. And the glory of the Lord shines down. You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't you be afraid? And look what happens. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appear with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace on those whom God's favor rests. Verse 15. Then the angel had left them and gone to heaven. And the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off. Everybody say hurried off. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. Man, I just love this story. Can you imagine? Just put yourself in the shoes of the shepherd. You're going about your normal day, taking care of the sheep, doing your job, doing what what you would do just every single day and every single night. And then all of the sudden, An angel appears, and and the angel makes an incredible invitation. He invites these ordinary men doing their ordinary job to be a part of something incredibly extraordinary. He invites them to something that they can't pass up. He invites them to the birth of a Savior. Can you imagine that? I mean, what's interesting to me is, Actually, who is invited? I mean, you think about this for just a minute. These were just ordinary guys. I mean, they're shepherds. In fact, like in that culture, in that day, they would have been considered the lower class. It's not exactly who you would think would be invited to the birth of a king. I mean, think about this. If a king was gonna be born, wouldn't wouldn't you invite other kings and princes and princesses? Wouldn't you invite important and influential kinds of people? And yet, that's what's amazing about this story, is that in in God's kingdom, there is no lower class. That in God's kingdom, everyone is important, and everyone is invited. In fact, some of you are sitting here today, and maybe you're thinking, man, I'm like kind of a nobody. I really don't, I'm really not important, and I'm really, you know, I'm not somebody that everyone would look to and say that I am influential, but here's what I've got to tell you today. The power of the gospel, the power of the Christmas story is this is that God has invited every single one of us to be a part of his plan. In fact, that's my first point. If you're taking notes today, I just have three quick things I wanna share with you. And that's the first one is simply this, is that God is always inviting us into his plan. How many are thankful for that? God has an incredible plan for you. He has an amazing plan for me. Like, he has this amazing plan for us. And what is amazing is that he has invited us to be a part of his plan. In fact, one of my favorite verses in all of scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, Some of you may know it by heart. This is what he says. He says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to give you hope. And a future plans to prosper you and not to harm you that God says I have an incredible plan for your life and I have come this is the whole reason for Christmas I have come to invite you to be a part of my plan. In fact, some of you say, man, I don't ever get invited to anything. Like, I barely get invited to my own birthday party, you know? (laughs) Like, I hear your story about being invited to play golf with a, you know, influential pastor in America. And I think, man, I don't get nothing. I don't get invited. I don't win nothing. Like, I barely, you know, I barely win a Happy Meal in the Monopoly game in McDonald's. Like, nothing like that ever happens to me, pastor. But here's what I got to tell you. You have been invited into the greatest plan of all, God's plan for your life. In fact, that's what Christmas is all about. We see it in this story of the shepherds, that there was an unexpected invitation in it. It was an invitation to several different things. If you're taking notes, you can write them down. I mean, the first one is that the angels showed up and they invited these shepherds to a party. Everybody say party. Party. Isn't this what Christmas is about? Christmas is about celebration, isn't it? It's about a party. I mean, there are more parties during this time of year than any other time of year. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, like, just in this last two weeks, I've probably been to, like, seven or eight Christmas parties. Because, man, you got office party, and you got church party, and you got staff Christmas party, and you got all, I mean, all these parties. And that's what Christmas is about. It's about, it's about a celebration. And when the angels showed up to invite the shepherds, they were inviting them to a celebration. In fact, look what it says in Luke chapter 2. And verse number 10 in our text, it says, but the angels said to them, don't be afraid for I bring you good news that will cause what? Everybody say these words that will cause great joy among the people that when the angels showed up, they said, we are inviting you in to a celebration. We are inviting you into a joy like you have never known before. You know, what's interesting is that at this time of year, there are more parties than any other time of year but it seems like there's less joy. I mean, you think about it. Like the holidays can be, yes, a joyful time, and they're supposed to be as we sing our joyful Christmas songs, but for so many, they're not a time of joy. In fact, for many people, you'll find that it's a time of depression and a time of discouragement and a time where where people are down like like never before. In fact, there was a survey that was done that asked people, what are you celebrating for Christmas? And in that survey, one of the top answers was that people said, I'm not celebrating anything. I'm just trying to get through it. In fact, some of you, that's what you're thinking about this sermon. I'm just trying to get through it. (laughs) But isn't that sad? That in a time that should be filled with Joy and celebration, a time that is an invitation to a party that so many are down and so many are discouraged, and God says, This is not the way that I want it to be. I am inviting you. I'm inviting you to a joy like you have never experienced or known before. That doesn't mean that life will always be a party. There will be difficulties and there will be sorrows and there will be struggles. Even if you come to Jesus today, I can't stand here and tell you that you won't have any struggles or problems, but here's what i can tell you if you will respond to his invitation today that there is joy that you can have even in the midst of the struggles and the trials in fact that's what the scripture talks about in james i love it in james chapter one and verse number two this is what james says he says consider it pure joy My brothers and sisters, even when you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and that perseverance can finish its work in us so that we can be mature and complete, not lacking anything, James says, hey, you have been invited. You have been invited into a joy that is even greater than the struggles or the problems that you may face in your life. See, God is always inviting us to be a part of his plan. He invites us to a party, but then notice the second thing in this in this story. We see that the shepherds weren't just invited to a party, but the shepherds were invited to a family. Everybody say a family. A family, isn't that what Christmas is about? It's about family. I mean, and yet, even though this is the whole reason for Christmas, it's all, what it's all about it's, about, it's about love, it's about joy, it's about family. Here's what we find is that at this time of year, it's not just that people are sad and depressed, but you know what happens during this time of year? People are more lonely than any other time of the year. In fact, some of you are experiencing that right now. Even sitting in a room full of people, you feel feelings of loneliness. Maybe there are some of you that are here and you have family that live far away and for whatever reason, you're not going to be able to see them at Christmas time and you feel that. Maybe there are some of you that are here that maybe you have relationships that throughout this year things have happened that have caused those relationships to become distant or maybe even broken and you feel the loneliness of that in your heart. Maybe there are some of you that are here that this will be your first Christmas without that loved one who passed away this year and, and the grief is heavy upon your heart. And here's what I wanna tell you today is that Christmas is an invitation. That God wants to invite you into a family that you don't have to feel that loneliness. In fact, this is what we see in this passage. Look what it says. He says says in verse number 11 today, or verse number 14, the glory of God in the highest and on earth there will be peace. And look what it says. It says goodwill towards men. What was happening on this day? It was an invitation to do relationships differently. That here's what the angels were saying, that because Jesus has come, now there can be restoration for your relationships, that now you can actually be made right in your relationship with God and in your relationship with others, that there is an invitation to be a part of the family of God, that even in your loneliness, that there is a family that can surround you, that even in the brokenness of your relationships, that because Jesus, Jesus came now you can have you can have healing in your relationship with God and in your relationship with others. In fact that's what church is all about, guys. This is why we gather not just on Christmas weekend, but every weekend. It's the reason that we come. It it doesn't mean we're perfect. Oh man, we're not perfect at all. And there'll be times when you come to church and maybe someone will disappoint you or someone will hurt you. And, and, And the truth is that I may disappoint you. And the real truth is sometimes you may disappoint me too. But here's what I gotta tell you is that we are family. And because Jesus has come, there is restoration and healing for every single relationship. It's an invitation, an invitation to the party that there could be joy. It's an invitation to the family that we can experience God's love and love for each other. But then write this one down. It's an invitation to eternity. See, here's what it says. It says, today in the town of Bethlehem, look at this word, it says a savior. Everybody say a savior. A savior has been born. See, he says, I want you to come and celebrate. Not just the birth of a baby. The birth of a savior. How many know the birth of a baby is something worth celebrating? But you know what? This was even greater than that. It was the birth of a, of a savior. That Jesus wouldn't just be a baby that we celebrate on Christmas and we see him in our nice little nativity scene. And No, no, no. He would grow up. He would become a great man. A prophet. He would live a sinless life. He would teach Incredible truths and do miracles everywhere that he went, but he wasn't just a prophet, it wasn't just a teacher, and wasn't just a man, he was the son of God. And that he would go to a cross and he would give his life as a payment for the penalty of our sin. He would go into a tomb, but he wouldn't just stay in that tomb. But three days later, he would raise again why? So that he could be our savior. And here's the truth today whether we realize it. Or not, Whether we like it or not, every one of us are in need of a Savior. Every single one of us, the scripture says, Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, have sinned. And we fall short of the standard of the glory of God. Not one of us can measure up on our own. It doesn't matter how good we are, how many good deeds we do, how many gifts we give at Christmas. None of those things will ever be enough to measure up to the standard of God, which is perfection. And the scripture tells us in Romans chapter six, it tells us that the penalty for our sin is that we deserve to die. But God loves us so much. John 3 16, you probably know it by heart that God loved the world. He looked down and he saw our sin and he saw the condition of this world and he loved us so much that he sent his son to give his life for us, to invite us in to relationship with him so that even though we were sinners, even though we deserved to die, that he paid the penalty for our sin. He died on that cross and he rose again on the third day and because of that, There is an open invitation to come and be with him in eternity. He is the Savior. And there are some of you that are here today that... You need to accept that invitation. You see, the invitation has been made. God is inviting you into his plan. He is inviting you to the joy, to be a part of the celebration. He's inviting you to the party. He is inviting you to be a part of his family, to experience love like you have never known. He is inviting you to eternity, to be the savior of your life. But here, here's the deal. We have to accept it. That's the truth today. In fact, that leads me to my second point, and that is this, that even though God is always inviting us into his plan, guess what? The enemy is always giving us excuses not to join in. Isn't that true? I mean, as soon as God begins to invite us into what he has for us, guess what? We can come up with a million excuses for why we wouldn't want to be apart. In fact, I think about the shepherds. Just imagine when the angels showed up, there could have been all kinds of excuses for why they wouldn't have gone to Bethlehem. I mean, it's like, hey, it's the middle of the night. I'm kind of tired. I got all these sheep to take care of. Besides that, I'm just a lonely shepherd. I mean, why would you invite me? Why aren't you inviting kings and princes and people like that. And man, I really don't have time for that. And Bethlehem's a long way away. How many know the shepherd could have come up with all kinds of excuses for why they wouldn't accept the invitation? fact it reminds me of another story that Jesus tells in the book of Luke chapter 14 it was a parable that he told to explain what the kingdom of God was like and he said it was like this that there was a man who planned he planned a big party and he wanted to invite all of his friends to come and so when the party was prepared and everything was ready he sent out invitations for his friends to come but then look what happens in Luke chapter 14 and verse 18 look how the people respond it says but they all alike began to make what began to make excuses they first said well I just bought a field and I got to go and see about that please excuse me and another said I've just bought five yoke of oxen and I'm on my way to try them out so please excuse me and still another said I just got married so I can't come here's these people who have been invited to this incredible party but when they receive the invitation they begin to make excuses for why they can't come and how many know we all have excuses Excuses are like armpits. Everybody's got them, and most time they stink. How I many you know what I'm saying? In fact, I can't this. I thought it was kind of kind of funny. These are actually the top excuses given by auto insurance companies for the reason people had car accidents. These are actual, real excuses. Just listen to a couple of them. One guy says, "I started down. Uh, I started to slow down, but the traffic was more stationary than I thought." Another guy says, I didn't think the speed limit applied after midnight. How many can relate to that one? Another guy says, the car in front of me hit a pedestrian, but he got up, so I hit him again. <laughs> Another one says, I pulled away from the side of the road, glanced at my mother-in-law, and headed over into the embankments." This guy says, in an attempt to kill a fly, I drove into a telephone pole. I was on my way to the doctor with rear end trouble with my universal joint gateway causing me to have an accident. I like this last one. The indirect cause of my accident was a little guy in a small car with a big mouth. How many know we all have excuses at times? And the truth is today, some of you even right now are sitting in this room, you're making up excuses in your mind. And if you don't have one, guess what? The devil will be glad to give you one. As God tries to invite you into his plan that he has, oh, all kinds of excuses, but but I'm not good enough. I could never measure up. I could never be a good Christian like the people that I see or like the pastor or, or like someone else that I know. Oh, man. You know, I'd love to come to God, but not really right now. I'm kind of too busy, and this is not a good time in my life right now. I'll wait till next year, and the next year I, next year I will. Or, oh, man, I'm just here because it's, it's Christmas, and you're supposed to go to church on Christmas. Or a relative told me I don't get my Christmas gift unless I come to a church with them. Or, or I'm just here because I want to take my picture with Santa. Whatever kind of excuse that you could come up with. And here's the truth, is that God is inviting you to his plan. And the enemy will always give you all kinds of excuses not to join him. And that leads me to my third thing. If you're taking notes, you can write it down. Those who opt out, miss out. Truth is, God's inviting you today. And you could come in with all kinds of excuses why not to come to God. But here's the deal if you opt out of his plan, you're going to miss out on what he has for you. I think about the shepherds on that night. Boy, they could have said, We got other stuff to do, we're too busy. We don't want to go. We don't want to make the trek all the way to Bethlehem. You know what? If they would have done that, guess what? They would have missed out on the greatest day in all of history, the birth of the Savior of all mankind. And there are some of you that are here today, God has plans for your life that are better than any plan that you could ever have. But guess what? If you opt out of that plan, you're going to miss out on the great things that he has for you. Here's the scariest thought of all. If we reject the invitation enough, he'll stop inviting. In fact, in that story in Luke chapter 14, the man who threw the party, he he represented God. That's what the parable was about, that God is sending his invitations to us to be a part of the celebration that he has, a part of the plan that he has for our lives. But when he sent the invitation and the people made excuses, this is what he did. He said, okay, stop inviting them and invite someone else. And the truth is today is that God is nudging at your heart. He's saying, come, I've got plans for your life. But the scripture tells us in Genesis that God will not contend with man forever. But there will come a day if we shut out his nudging long enough that he will move on and he will invite somebody else. Some of us say, well, I'll, I'll come to him tomorrow or next week or next year. But here's what I know is tomorrow's not promised. You have plans for your life, but unexpected things happen. That's what this series has been about. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. In fact, the scripture says it like this. Today, when you hear his voice, don't ignore him. Open up your heart because today is the day of salvation. See, when the angels appeared to the shepherds on that day, look, look what happened. They responded to the invitation verse 15, when the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Look at verse 16. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. Notice those words, they hurried off. They didn't put it off. They hurried off. Some of you here today have been putting it off. You've been putting it off. You've been putting it off. But today is the day. The invitation is open. God is inviting you to his plan. He's inviting you to a joy, to the party, to a joy like you've never known. He's inviting you into a family, into a love like you've never experienced before. He is inviting you to eternity that you could surrender your heart to him today and he would be your savior. What are you gonna do with that invitation?